All right, welcome to the Top 4 Soccer Podcast. We've got the, the boys on the horn. We've got Ted, Lewis, and Garbs. How's everyone doing today? Lewis, we'll start with you. Oh, it's another <laughs> day. Um, football didn't happen today, though, so it's, it's, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Oh, it did. It was a zero, it was a zero, it was a zero, net zero day for mm-hmm. the good Arsenal fans. How are you doing, Ted? Cruising, cruising, playing a lot of golf. That's good. Garbs? Playing a lot of golf also. Um, good day for my team today, I guess. Yeah. Way, um, to, come back. Really way, to, way to come back from that heavy defeat at the weekend. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. A lot of character in the squad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just giving you our time, man. We were, be- we were better today beating uh, – all 11 behind the ball inside their 18 than we were last week. Um, I'd hope so. You beat them 4-0. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's uh, Troy Deeney's cojones? Uh, how, do they th- how is he feeling right now these days? Dude, we, we've just got to talk about, for a second, Watford in general. Yep. Like, sacking a manager with two games left when you're in the midst of a relegation battle, I just... I, I don't understand how anybody thought that was a good idea unless they were going for like the West Brom from a couple of years ago, but I don't know. Appointing your play, a player manager and your goalkeeping coach as the, as the, the interim. That, that was almost worse as worse than Arsenal appointing Lumberg and giving him no coaching staff whatsoever for about four or I five feel, weeks. I feel like that, like they if there was a book to write on how to avoid relegation, like, or how to get relegated that they could just write it on Watford this year. So four four I mean, managers that, in one year. Yeah, they're the yep. first Premier League team to have four in one year. The only continuity they've had is the same caretaker managers. Yeah, that's the only wow. con- that's the only continuity. It's Graham Stack and it's the uh, the lad and I forget his name and I I'm sorry that I am but he's a, he's played at uh, West Ham. He's a good player. I forgot his name but anyway he's he's the manager of the. Uh, I believe the reserves, and it was the 18s before that. But you know, those those two lads have done actually done a decent job of just being there to pick up the pieces. But have you looked at what Pearson's record was when they bombed him? I mean, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, since yeah. he took over, like he'd taken him to like last. I think he did 12 games, I think something like that. They were bottom when you he know, took like, over. He, they were like rock bottom when he took over. Yeah, and now they're one win away, right? And they've got Arsenal, so I mean, they got a chance. Well, shit, they. I don't know. I don't know. They they've gotten away with it for the last few years and just appointing a, a different manager every year or whatever it was. Like that was like their thing. Yeah. And now it's all coming. And then the problem was then after they fired um God, it's been so long I can't remember who their damn first guy was, but they, they then went back to their old love, Kike. And he just didn't know what yeah, the hell right. he was doing. And like or he came back in like everything was just like that's never gonna Hey, players. Like, never, never go back to the X. Never yeah. go back to the X. You know? Hey, players. Like, this is the guy we fired originally. He's back. So everything's going to be different this time. Like, no, that's not going to work for you. Like, was it Javi Garcia who was the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Or was he? Or was he? He, was, he might have been the first and Javi came back. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But, like, either way, they, it was just a really weird situation. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're giving him the chance to win on Sunday to, to fight it off and maybe relegate Villa. So hopefully, I don't know. Would have really liked to uh, 
Watford have got to feel good about their final fixture after today, you know? Yeah, oh, they dude, have to because sure. we have nothing to play for. Yeah. Absolutely all you, zero. All you got to do is play a low block. We're going to play like the B team and yeah, just wait wait for us to get a set piece or um, or one of like Kalasnash to fuck up and you're good to go. That's pretty much how, how the games go in that case. Because we've got no creativity through the midfield at all. So no biggie. That's why we're 10th. That's where we should be. But we are in the FA Cup final, so that was really nice. Let's talk about that this last weekend. <laughs> let's talk about that real quick. Uh, we'll talk – let's start with United. I know you guys have some thoughts on uh, – well, let's start with you, Lewis. What are your thoughts on the whole De Gea, Ole, Maguire, the whole situation there? Um, Ole is definitely at the wheel. Um, <laughs> where the car is going, I'm not quite sure. Um De Gea is dog shit. I don't care what anyone says to me. If you watched him play this last season, even the season before, he's crap. He he saves nothing. He lets in goals that if I was in League League One I would be upset with. Um and he's on I don't know how much he's on, but probably a couple hundred grand a week. I heard I heard today he makes twenty million dollars a year. Oh, that's good. He's the yeah. highest paid I think he's the highest paid goalkeeper like wage wise in the world. Well, wow. that's why they're going to have trouble getting rid of him, too. Yeah, that's what. He's so they're Ozil. So who is? Yeah. So like, think about it. Realistically, you're trying to punt him off to some team. Who even wants him? Like, he's not an upgrade on anybody right now. I mean, is he an upgrade on Keppa? Maybe. Like, I don't like. That's the only one that yeah. has an argument. Yeah. If if because he's going to want to go to a team that can pay his wages. There's no way. Who's in? Who's in goal for PSG right now? Doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Is it? If I, it's, it, 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 is it still? Um, is still is Buffon still there? Is he just like racking up cash? No, he's back Buffon, at Juve. Buffon's playing. He's either. at Juve. Just, he just signed Reece, a contract until he sends it. So yeah, either way, Barcelona don't want. They got they got Ter Stegen. Bayern obviously. I mean, yeah, he just isn't an upgrade on anybody. So, so getting getting rid of him is going to be hard. Maybe. I'm sure a team in Spain would take him, but not at his wages. Not, not at his at wages. wages. Not no. at the wages. Yeah. yeah. And they sh- they shouldn't. Right. He's not working. United should bring back Henderson and run him, but like you said, you can't do that with two hundred plus thousand dollars a week just sitting there burning a hole in your pocket. It sure seems I mean, like they can though, with all the I mean, people you could, linked with. You could. Uh, Ozil, we've been doing with Ozil for about three months now, so it's always fine. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for me, the best part about the goal, um, I mean, I'm watching, I guess it's a... Which one, the first, the second, Giroux, third? The, the, Giroux, the Giroux one is the, the Giroux one's the one that strikes yeah. me because even Giroud's face when it goes in is like one of absolute <laughs> mis- mystery. He's just like, what just happened? I just hit I just hit a goalkeeper with the ball and it went in. And then the second one, Mason Mount, uh, the, obviously the, the legend of the pod, um, has struck a ball extreme, extremely well right at a million pound a week goalkeeper who's spooned it in the bottom corner. Yeah, the second like, one is second one's worse for me, I feel like. This the second one, if my goalkeeper at any sort of level amateur conceded that, I'd be having a conniption. <laughs> and the and then And the third one and the third one is out of position. Yeah, exactly. But hey that Harry Maguire had a great touch on it, so great finish from him. But the, the Giroud goal was like a classic Giroud goal, like cross from the wing, runs in front of the defender, gets the outside of the boot flick on it, but then right at yeah. the keeper and 
yeah, just lets it right through. Like, uh, it was ridiculous. So, I just have to say, get this off my chest. Like, anybody who wants to make a comparison with Bruno and De Bruyne, I can just, <laughs> as we like to say it, City can do one because that is, it's just not. I'm not saying Bruno. He's a good player. He's a good player. He is going to get a reputation for himself if he keeps going down the way he is. Um, well, and not, that doesn't go over well for guys in that league. Not necessarily, because all the all the refs in VAR seem to think it's totally fine. Just keep giving him penalties for everything he does. So is it? Is it? Yeah, is it but too I think soon? Have is a it hard too soon? And... Too you soon? think? Is to it what? Too, is is it too soon to say he's the worst diver in the Premier League? Oh, he's got a lot of competition. Yeah, I mean, half the Spurs team can get in that that conversation. However, however, and Jack Grealish, I love as a player, but he dives a lot. Hear me out. If we're on the same token that we're going to say Bruno Fernandez is the next coming of football in Christ, over the course of a what eleven game appearance, do we not also have to take him? Do we also not have to say that in the same sample size? He's had more horrific dives than anybody known to man. Oh, for sure. I mean, I it's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I agree. If, he, if yeah. he's going to be the best player since sliced bread, he's also going to be the worst diver since sliced bread. Here we are. Dock it. Oh, down. but I mean, the guy, he does some good things, but like that compare, find someone else to compare him to. That's just not, it's not the same planet. He's, he's a, a very good footballer. Very yeah. good footballer. I love, I love his eye for a pass. He's very creative. It's a great set piece. You know, I think his passing range is better than he probably gets credit for as, you know, kind of a number 10 type, you know, ticky-tacker type player. But, I mean, as we've said with a lot of players on this, like, I think the the restart for me, as a Liverpool fan, people say it's tainted because, you know, there was a break or whatever. Like, I'll stand by this. Like, when we had obviously the blip at Watford or whatever, but if the break, if the, the coronavirus doesn't happen, we continue winning games. 100%. You weren't winning at the time, though. We lost one game, mate. You lost no, two. but like... Oh, and you... Atletico is in, in, in the Champions League. Yeah. However, but if you look with, with fans, straight after that, with a response after that week, as has been proven with Klopp time and time again, we would have, we would have won games at that point. To come was... back and do those things... To, to come back after a long a long layoff and kind of when you know the league's basically tied up is, is a, a difficult place to be. But at the same token, judging people after, a, you know, these players we're talking about having these great seasons and they've had these wonderful seasons when they've had eight weeks with a three-month preseason. I think it's, a, it's setting a lot of clubs up to pay a lot of people a lot of money when they potentially haven't proven that they are the definitive article. I, I agree with you on that. Besides, there's one player that doesn't need to be included in that. And he's an, <laughs> he's an American. But I'll agree with that besides that part. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm fine with like somebody looking at Ainsley Maitland-Niles and seeing him as like a really good wing back and be like, yeah, I want him on my team. Like, fine, cool. Take him for $25 million or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's... That's fair. I'm just – I was trying to figure out how we got there from Fernandez and, like, judging – if you're trying to say, like, yeah, this is a very short period to judge him off of, that's totally totally fair. That's exactly I think that's he's like a, a, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's a very good example, though, of how a really good player in the right – the right, like, 
position can definitely help a team and actually make them look a lot better. Like for for where they were, and also I'm not totally sold on Pogba all of a sudden being like, oh yeah, like everything's great and fine now after the break. Like he's definitely in the shop window as well. He could easily turn around next season and throw his toys out the car again. But um, why why so would think, he do that? He's a, yeah, he's a real player. Just, he's a real he player. doesn't have any history <laughs> of that or anything like that. But. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying like he definitely Fernandez definitely compliments him very well plus whoever they play with them in that three and then he, Mason Greenwood and Martial and uh, Rashford obviously play very well when he's on in the team so that's definitely helped them but that was just a bizarre decision by Ole to like play like half of a almost like a, even like a C squad like I don't know what he was doing I guess he's basically just prioritizing the Champions League in that but. Like I said, in I said he they got let, lucky Leicester lost, which they played like dog shit, and I don't think they're in the Champions League anymore at this point, but no, or they won't be. No. But um, but yeah, like he got lucky there because if Leicester would have won, and they lost that route into Europe, that would have been, and a little at least lost a chance to win a, a trophy. That would have been pretty bad. But what do we think about this? Probably... this what, what do we think about the selection for that game with that in mind? From from Ole. Yeah, like I, I think, what's he what doing? You, there? Like you have that's to what I'm try to... like what is his? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand what he was doing. Play your strongest team and fucking win it to like, because Chelsea aren't. I mean, they're good, but they're not like they're pretty terrible without the ball. And with Greenwood and Martial and I know Rashford played, but Jesus, you could easily torch that. When's defense. the last time they've won a trophy? The FA Cup, I think, wasn't it the FA Cup when Party did his little dance. Yep. Yeah, that's what that was a lot. Louis Van Gaal's last season. Yeah, like they, how can you be in a semi final and not play a legit team? I don't know, it was bizarre, especially like, and again, not to blow Liverpool's trumpet, but like Manchester United's big rivalry is this whole push putting us off our perch and vice versa. You would think in the year that we won the league that they'd want to focus on getting a trophy as opposed to being settling for a Champions League place. Well, Do they we think expect- they're going to win the Europa League. Behave. I don't know. They're, apparently, they've been made favorites somehow. But because they're the only uh, team you can pronounce that's left. Yeah, uh, there's I mean, a lot of good Spanish teams but, left. A lot of a lot of good teams dropped out of the Champions League into that that round of sixteen. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird to me that and Chelsea pretty much put out a full full team. So that was just really bizarre to me. The other have thing they too is have they ahead. announced the Europa League. Uh, I don't even know. Are they playing it? That's what plan? I was going to say. I just knew yeah. Champions League has been. I don't know if Europe. I think Europa League. I haven't heard squad about them. I haven't. They seen They have to play it because of the automatic bid into Champions League, though, don't they? Do you they? Think? It's. Yeah. I mean, does UEFA have to do anything they don't want to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm they, looking I mean, it up right uh, now. Yeah. Well, so while, that's the, well, while you're that's the guy we up. need. I think my favorite part about that loss was that prior to the match after. Um, Arsenal, or yeah, they, they'd been talking about, you know, they really hoped Arsenal pulled the upset, not because they wanted Man City to lose, but United, Man, uh, uh, United Twitter wanted to play the easier team in the final because they were just assuming that they were going to beat Chelsea <laughs> because of the run of strong games that they have won against the likes of Norwich and that shitbag lot of teams. So really was nice yeah. to see him come crashing down. 
I mean, imagine being a United fan, like watching you. I mean, like you said, they play pretty shit teams, but come in through and dominate, and then waking up that morning on Sunday, knowing that Reed won, Arsenal won, right. like, all right, really good chance to. And then you see that lineup, and you're like, what the, what the, are we doing? Like, and then you know, Chelsea play full lineup, and you get beat three one. I mean, almost all three goals are De Gea's fault in some to some degree, but. Still, like it wasn't even close to be honest with you. Chelsea actually pretty much dominated that entire game. You played Matic in midfield who can barely turn, so it was just really bizarre to me. All their, I don't know, I would have been really Euro- frustrated if I was United fan. Europa League is coming back, same they're doing it the same week as Champions League. Europa yeah, League on Euro- Wednesday, the 5th of August. Europa League. They probably didn't need to do a Quarterfinals, they play they LASK. Mm, good side. <laughs> Copenhagen, Inter Milan, Getafe, Rangers, Leverkusen, all still around. Wolfsburg, Shakhtar, Donetsk, who's always tough. We feel like we play them every year. Olympiacos, Wolves are still in. Sevilla, Roma. I mean, there's some decent teams in there. I don't know why they think that they can skip one trophy when they're already in the semifinal for hopes of that. I think that's a little ridiculous. And have yeah, we, I mean, have we determined that the Europa League has not declared any sort of dates? or No, they have or... declared dates. That's what I said. They're starting on... Um, they're doing Good the same August. thing as Champions League. They're doing their round of 16s that are left on the 5th of August. And then... Quarterfinals start on the tenth of August, and those are going to be one-offs. Yep, that's actually that's actually good because I was wondering what the hell we're going to do when the Premier League's done. So we at least we'll have this international competition essentially to to watch. And then then Premier League is what September twelfth. Is that right? Or I make that up. Have they done it? Yeah. Not sure. I thought they declared September was a restart, but um, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see, like. The Europa League, you know, is going to become, like you said, a much bigger spectacle. But I was having a chat today with a friend of mine about the, uh, not to take a topic off the uh, off the agenda, but uh, the champion the championship in England is really missing a beat tomorrow by declaring that they're going to have their day, last day of the season on the same day that there are Premier League games. Oh, they're doing it Sunday as well. Tomorrow is the last day of the season for the championship. Oh, you and mean all, yeah, all the games? The, all kick the, off, yeah, yeah. All the games kick off at the same time, and there's like some massive implications. Like you know, you're looking at Luton and Hull, uh, Wigan, obviously because they're twelve point reduction, um, are battling for relegation. You've got, I think it's West Brom, Brentford, and Fulham can still get automatic promotion. Like it could be a time where like you know the championship in England is a massively like regional and club based support system. So whereas if you take advantage of the you know, the COVID lockdown and things like that nature and say, you know what, we're going to do our final day on Thursday. Yeah. I guarantee you, you'd have eyes glued to it. Or on Saturday would be good, the day before the Premier League ends. Yeah, things like that. You know what I mean? I think it's a, it's a shame because like, I'd like to to watch some of it tomorrow, but obviously it's... Uh, Tomorrow's your championship day. Tomorrow's the day they will probably lose 2-0 to Chelsea and then pick up a trophy and slink out into the locker room. But Dude, well, Chelsea, are, Chelsea are guaranteed top four already, so they're not worried are about they? anything. Is, is, that, is yeah. that the, the guaranteed now, are they? Yep. 
because of the because of the Leicester result. So they're they're just chilling. They they're probably coming off a boozy semifinal win. So really, Spurs are good though. Yeah. Well, what it's going to come down to is uh, Leicester and Man United play each other. No, Chelsea still need points. Uh, they're they're at sixty three. Leicester at sixty two. United at sixty two. And Leicester's played one more game, but if Chelsea get a result tomorrow, they'll be clear. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I heard that they're pretty much already guaranteed top four. No, so maybe not. If they maybe lost not, both, yeah. they they they'd be in they'd be in some trouble. Yeah, yeah Good, I think there's still point. some to go. If they win tomorrow, yeah, I guess if they win. Yeah, tomorrow. they have to. They have to win tomorrow. They have to yeah, at least tomorrow's, win. Tomorrow's their game in hand, so mm-hmm. they've got to yeah. take advantage of that, or they leave it up to the final games where you know, Leicester United play and then Chelsea play Wolves. So Wolves are. Pretty much done, All right? Yeah, because they have one game left, and they're unless what? Leicester, Chelsea, and United don't get a result and they win, get yeah, no does, points does, from the remaining two. Here's the thing: because goal you, difference, they're absolutely massacred. Yeah. Yep. Here, here's the thing: if Leicester had beaten Tottenham, they would have been on sixty-five. Let's say United win tomorrow, sixty-five points too. Their goal difference destroys both of. Chelsea, both of them destroy South Chelsea. They played each other on the last day. They could have just played to a draw. Both in the Champions League. I think it'd be p- pretty sweet to take somebody out of it, though. I don't know if I'm playing for a draw there. No, I'm, I know. I'm just saying that. I mean, the way Leicester are playing, they're pretty much. I wouldn't count on them to do anything at this point. But um, yeah, well, yeah, they sacked it, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, from there. We won't talk about Harry Maguire. We'll leave him for another episode. But um, let's talk about the relegation battle real quick since we are talking the table. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, do you want to talk about Harry Maguire? No, no, no. Did did we skip the most important FA Cup semifinal <laughs> game? I mean, we could talk about it. I know Garbs is going to probably leave the chat for a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to back out on that one. No, <laughs> I, I'll just say it deserved win for you guys. And... Happy-ish for you to get to play in the final. You just, I will let me let me just let me address a comment that you guys have made over the last. So Arsenal had a great week before tonight. Said basically, Jack, Jack Grealish was great today. Oh, Jack Grealish. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, you guys keep claiming we're playing Mourinho ball. I just want to ask you, as the tenth best team in the league. What the fuck else are we supposed to do? You know what? I was, I was actually going to say something. I was like, well, wow, Tessa's done, done a great job. He's taken you lot from 8th to 10th. <laughs> I mean, do you expect this FA to Cup rock final. up? Do you expect this to rock up to a game against City or Liverpool and just try to like go toe-to-toe with you and play you? Like, This isn't the Arsenal goal. This is an Arsenal with Kolasinac in the back. But our de- our defense is made of chewing gum. We've got, we've, to be fair, we've had good keepers. And we've got really good forwards, and then that's about it. So, <laughs> and I wouldn't even say really good forwards. You got one elite striker, and then two decent ones. So I don't understand like what you guys want us to do. 
Is it Mourinho ball to a degree? Yes, I will 100% agree with you. But literally, we don't have another option because look at what happened today against Villa. We can't play through teams. So we hit it long to Alba and hope he scores. That's basically our, t- our, our uh, or hope your goalkeeper fucks up twice, basically. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> we, I mean, I think we have six goals off a of goalkeeper errors this restart. So big fan of those. I mean, when you accept it in that manner is much different than the way you lashed out against it before. <laughs> I didn't lash out against a, it. I lashed out against Ed calling the Laguna Farmers League. Yeah. I still Which is that. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can have another debate about that another time. Um, kind of a three-on-one. <laughs> I was so mad about that that night. I, I thought yeah, of all these arguments. Show why. So. <laughs> anyway. But I think to to the to the to the Arsenal point, you know, and the the Mourinho uh, effect, um, I think, like I said, I mean, I've been praying and asking you guys, what's Arteta's, you know, change going to be? And you know, he changed in tactics, and it's shithousery, and that's fine. He made a change. It's important, and it's causing success. It's not even that. He's he's he needs specific players that he doesn't have. I- I saw today, like, people are so bitching about Ozil and Guendouzi. Like, those guys are gone. I don't know what, why some Arsenal players or Arsenal fans actually think those guys are going to come back into the team. But, I don't know, Lewis, what do you think? Like, we can play against the really good teams now. Now we can't play against the shit teams, which is, like, complete opposite of the Wenger years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about our team, right? I mean, if, if you're going to play against a, a good side, you've got a good goalkeeper and you can – he's figured out a way to organize the back line to be able to defend deep. And you have – Aubameyang and Pepe up front, then you're going to be able to play on the break. And that's what we did against Liverpool. That's what we did against City. But when Villa sit in and they say, okay, you can have the ball and we're going to counter you. And we say, hey, Granite Xhaka, Danny Ceballos, and no other central midfielders, you break them down. And uh, we have a left-sided centre-back who passes like an eight-year-old and goes (laughs) sideways and backwards with everything. You're not going to break teams, teams down. And I think if Chelsea's smart, actually, in the final, they, they just, just give us the ball. They just gift us the ball and say, yeah. "Go ahead," and then they'll counter us with Willian and Pulisic, and win. Uh, which, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it at this point. So that's literally my fear is they play against how they played against City, and they just wait for us to fuck up at the back, and that's exactly what's going to happen. 100. percent so like that's we need to literally score first somehow, and then not have Klasenac pass the ball to their striker on like the eighteen yard box. Well, great. there is one hope to that, and his name is Kepa. Yes. So, well, they're going to play Caballero. They don't trust Kepa anymore. Uh, Caballero, mm, he sticks know. to playing him in cups. I think he's going to keep him in in the cup final. Yeah. Damn it. Though Cap, yeah. Caballero is not good either, though. Yeah. True. If he's... it goes to penalties, he's a legend. Let's hope it doesn't get there. Yeah, that that would involve us not conceding, which I'm just hoping would we're, be impressive. We're we're just recreating 2017, where we beat City in the semi and Chelsea in the final. Agreed. So who knows? But let's all hope it's as exciting as that Europa League final. Oh God, that was terrible, 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 terrible. I do challenge you guys if you do watch Arsenal anytime in the f- near future and Kalasanch is playing, just watch how terrible his passing is. It's literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And then also oh. consider to yourself, how is he making 60 <laughs> plus thousand pounds a week? 
It's, I mean, because he fights, up, he fights off guys with knives. Fights yeah, off he knives. should be a bouncer at a nightclub. It'd be great. <laughs> Who's the? But who is the highest paid bench player in the Premier League? It's got to be Ozil. For sure. It is not. It's not Ozil. Pogba? What team does he play for? United. Hmm? No, it's not Pogba. Oh, uh, Fred. Should, no, good, good guess. Try again. Luke Shaw. Is there? Not a Juan Mata. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 5.3 million. Well, can we count Alexis Sanchez in there, even though he's on their bench? <laughs> he's on loan. <laughs> or Mick Rattar. Mick Rattar could also throw him in there, too. He's going to win the UEFA League. How about this stat? Against what is Norwich, United brought on 345 million pounds off the bench. <laughs> Are you to serious? To be in fifth. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. To be in fifth. Wow. And they rolled out the most expensive side in Premier League history like twice. Nobody talked about it, obviously. Um, in the past two weeks, they rolled it out with two homegrown players on the field. On the pitch, they had two homegrown guys, and the other nine combined was the most expensive team in Premier League history. Wow. I mean, they spend a shit ton of money, and they have nothing to show for. for those. Harry Maguire at $80 million or whatever it was is pounds. Ridiculous. I but heard it's the, the best some of the ones that you him. don't even realize. The Sanchez, the Fred one is just baffling. Because Fred is shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is not good. I think I'd rather have Granite Jacker than Fred, and that's not good. What, so, what's the description of Maguire? The description of Maguire, I don't know if you listened to the, the last Ask cast, but uh, Andrew Allen said watching Harry. Harry Maguire is like watching uh, one of the heads from the statues from Easter Island on Frankenstein's body. <laughs> Just like lum- lumbering around. Useless. See I, see, I think Harry Maguire pre-move, pre-money, pre-like all this Van Dyke comparison and all this crap. I think he had I'll equate him to this. John Stones, same thing. Before the hype, they both performed very well and I thought were the future centre-backs for England. Maybe not together, but, you know, in their own way. Now it's like, he's getting this, like that clip where he was dribbling around like a lost boy. (laughs) I haven't seen it. What is this? it It was at Wembley against Chelsea. He got the ball in a really an unpressured situation. Like all he's got to do is little chop back, play the centre back, or if he was a proper centre half, he'd have just put it in the channel and said, "Martial, hey Tony, big tone, chase this down." Like, but then he, he goes on like an adventure, and he starts dribbling <laughs> around in circles. I think at least once, if not twice, in a circle, and then plays just the most wank-looking right-footed square ball to start a counter-attack I've ever seen. <laughs> It was probably the funniest twenty seconds of the week. I've got to look. All, I've got to, it's, I've got it's to look. All, it's all over. It's all over Twitter, and it's <laughs> incredible. It's incredible because I saw a stat the other day as well. Said he's never been run by. He was run by two weeks ago. He, <laughs> fe- he, he, he fell over. Like and it was like more mistakes. It was that's what it was. More mistakes leading to a goal was uh, Van Dyke or him. And I'm like, well, that's not true. Because if you get run by, that's a mistake. To be very clear, because you're a centre back and you're not supposed to get run by, because you just drop off yeah. and run towards your goal and don't get run by. 
the other one I saw which was intriguing was they were talking about how um it was a it was a Liverpool fan who's this like quote unquote Liverpool fan talking about Allison how he's had more mistakes leading to goals since twenty eighteen and it was like then Simon Mignolet and somebody else. I'm like, oh yeah, because he's played three times play. the games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean I can go on a big on a big diatribe about social media and in the world we live in right now, but that is a microcosm of what I'm talking about. Idiots yeah, should can, not be allowed social media. Can we like can we talk about should that be an clown's idiot ag- test. Idiot that clown's, test. Ag- clown's agenda was like actually Mignolet and Glorious Cat Cl- or whatever that clown's name is. Carrius, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Way better than Allison. Let's let's have that argument real quick. Hey, if ESPN, if ESPN FC is listening, yeah, to they this, would definitely post that shit. They're gonna tweet that in the next few minutes. No, what they would say was, "Who's better, Allison or Messi?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Oh Christ! What's the next topic? I'm, uh, I've got an, I've I've got enough tangents at this point. We've got. Let's just really quick talk about the Premier League, or I'm sorry, the, the relegation battle before we do a quick break. Um, so right now, where we're sitting is we've got Watford, Bournemouth technically, and uh, Villa are all in the hunt. So Bournemouth are at 31 with a goal difference of minus 27. Watford at 34th, minus 27. Villa at 34th, minus 26. So theoretically, Bournemouth could get out of it if they won and both teams lost because their goal differences are going to go down or up and Bournemouth yeah. would go down so here's 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 a problem though who does Bournemouth play Watford play you lot yeah to win Bournemouth play Everton and here's the one that doesn't matter is that Villa, and Villa play Villa, Villa West play Ham. West Ham and West Ham yeah. don't yeah. care yeah if Watford go down on goal difference you can thank us for that yeah, minus, true. I mean, you guys basically, you basically in two you, games against you, us. You ruined them specifically from that. Yeah, like, minus yeah. fourteen in two games. No, sorry, minus minus twelve. I think I think I'll put my neck on the chop board. I think we can go ahead and beat Watford just because, like Lewis said, we want to have good form going to the final. Uh, but again, if they play a low block, who knows? Probably not. But um, yeah, the Villa West Ham are. That's a. That's a struggle right there. But I would rather both of those two clown teams get relegated than Bournemouth, but we'll see. At least there's something to watch there. If I'm Villa stay get... up, does Jack Grealish stay? Well, yeah, that's a question I, for the next. That's so. a question for the next part of the pod, Garbs. Ah, God sorry. dang it. Yeah. All right, we, let's take a quick break. In. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll we'll get into that on the second half. All right, welcome to the second half of the top four pod. This is the portion where we're going to be talking, we're going to be breaking down transfers. We're going to be talking about what's going to happen in uh, the transfer market coming up. We're also going to answer some of your listener questions and go over those as well. Um, And then do we have predictions this week or probably not? Oh, no, we already did some. Yes, we do. We have predictions. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll be doing predictions as well. So anyway, let's do, let's do talk about the transfer market. Chelsea have already signed. Uh, they've got Zayech from Ajax, who's Timo Werner, and then Kai Havertz is from Leverkusen is the next big one on 
the list. Uh, so we just were talking about it. It's going to be looking like about 72 million pounds, which means Chelsea have already spent about at least almost 200 million pounds, which is pretty impressive for a team that just came off a transfer ban. So go for it. Go for it, Lewis. I know you want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to get by FFP, but you don't need to. City have proven that. There is, yeah, um, I was going to say, there is no FFP anymore. Uh, and uh, oh, shots fired. And until Kai Havertz, I, I really wasn't that afraid of the players they'd signed. Like, Zayek is good, but I don't know that he's anything scary. Timo Werner watched him play. He scores goals, but again, he's not like a amazing player. But Kai Havertz, I from watching him play in uh, the Bundesliga for his young age, I think he's someone that's going to end up being, you know, the kind of player that you put on a team and he can win you games. So that one's a little scary for me, being Arsenal, being intense, being already way behind them. And now you add those three players to the mix, all that money spent. Um, it's, it's not good for us. Probably good for the league in general, puts them closer to competing with, Liverpool and City on paper, but uh, not great for myself. For me, though, for them, 17 attacking players is probably the least thing they need at this point. Like They probably need better defenders, definitely need a left back, possibly a midfielder, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know, to that, to me, it's interesting to me, like, I'll, get, I'll throw garbage a bone here. I know City get shit on because of the the FFP stuff, but like, don't forget that. I think too many people forget that Chelsea literally were given a two two window transfer ban because they're essentially track trafficking human beings through their loan system. <laughs> like, literally, like literally, that's what they were giving them, and like nothing was really made of it. And then they knocked it down from one window to, or two windows to one window. So. They got away with it pretty easy, I feel like, in that mm-hmm. regard. And they still – and there's been a whole lot of media coverage about how, like, oh, yeah, you know, they've, they've had to rely on their youth system this year and Frank Lampard. Just, it's like, well, yeah, they had to because they got a transfer ban because they're trafficking all these kids through multiple loan comp- – like, allegedly. Allegedly, in case anyone's actually listening and wants to sue us. But no, yeah, they were actually they, they, found guilty, whereas we weren't. Yeah, so they were, like, they were pushing all these kids through these multiple loan – uh, teams and then running them through there and like so many kids signed with them or young players signed with them and then would be sent on loan and like they never ever developed for the talent they actually I mean it was a good system in terms of like developing talent and selling it for decent fees but like it was very very suspect and found guilty of being pretty much highly legal in that case so not a I'm not a big fan of like how quickly that was whitewashed but you know it's Chelsea I will say about a Chelsea PR though firm. Yeah, they buy well, to be honest with you. Like, if you look at who's come through there and, like, what they've bought, like, they do a pretty good job of assessing talent. Dude, their CEO, I don't know, or director of football, whatever you want to call her, she's amazing. She she breaks the balls of every team. and They sell high and buy pretty low or make good deals. So, pretty impressive how they get go about getting business done for the most part. I think that I, I kind of want to say something about that kind of going back to United with that. Like, I feel like when you buy well, you get shit on by everybody. But when you buy like shit, nobody says a word about how much you spent. 
Really? If that makes sense. Yeah, like, I, I don't think United get hammered enough for how much money that they just have wasted. And I think that the – or United will go outspend City three transfer windows in a row, and all you hear about is how much money City spends, but it's because they're winning and United are shit. I don't know. I think Liverpool used to get hammered for spending so much fucking money on uh, – That was just during the boys that came uh, – yeah, but you spent what did you spend so much money on uh, Carroll? That Hen- back when Henderson wasn't like looking like he was actually him. Yeah, that was be the Hodgson, the man. Uh, it was Charlie Adam, yeah. uh, Milan Jovanovic, uh, Stuart Downing, Andy Carroll. Charlie Adam, I forgot about that. Yeah. Good Lord. Not to mention you had a couple of transfer windows Paul Konchesky. Paul Konchesky. Let's stop it there. Um, but you sold you sold you sold Torres to to Chelsea for like a large fee, so they kind of like all washed out. I guess it was one of the things. I but, mean, you look at Chelsea yeah. as well. Chelsea are a great identifier of talent. They sell them to other clubs and they do better. Yep, that's true too. Yeah. I know. And they let and they let them go. Like Salah, you know. Salah and De Bruyne are the perfect examples of that. I, and then obviously, I think Nathan Ake will be one if he ends up at City as well. Oh, I think he's a perfect candidate for like if teams get relegated. He's a really good center back. I like him. A We've lot. already we put in word today that we wanted him, um, but I've read that yeah. from him he's not in a rush, and he uh, I think asking price that we that they want is thirty five mil, and he said I know I know, and he said he's open to playing a couple different places, and I think it was like United, Chelsea, City, so I, I think there'll be a race for that one. To thirty five mil for a pretty good. Center back, that's a bargain. He's man. young. We paid yeah. forty for freaking sh- Mustafi. So stick sticking next to Big Verge, yeah. we'll be chilling. Yeah, seriously, he's a good player. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's Mings is another one that that you were talking about, Lewis. That I definitely like a lot. Too. Uh, Mings is left footed, which is helpful. Yep. Adama Traore, one thirty five. That he going to pool? Yeah, I think I, I think I've said in I think I've said in the past that I think he's got like twelve senior goals, so probably not. That's <laughs> uh, like ten ten mil a goal. Thanks for coming. See you in a bit. I will say Wolves though are probably my second favorite team to watch in the league these days. Who's Outside your first? Of, like... <laughs> it's on Arsenal. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> Let's for, actually they might be my first favorite team at this point. <laughs> even when even when we even when we played them and we won, I was watching them, I was like, man, these guys are really, really well organized. Their players are all great. They play they play in a way that's not like Premier League style almost, because none of their players are English. Their coaches in English, they come through the whole like super agent model, Portuguese. So it's like, it's interesting. They're kind of like a new a new look team to the Premier League, so that's kind of fun to watch as well. And the, like Moutinho's thirty three, but he's still pinging passes into like everyone and like really good forwards. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm interested to see, and I, I don't think Traore is moving anywhere. Half for that it's money, not at that price. Not for that money, no way, no way. Yeah, half that to me. Unless was, Barcelona was a stretch. Yeah, I could even see. Well, I could see Barcelona coming in and be like, yeah, or PSG, but who knows? Um, Do you see the stuff with United with? Sancho, and then also I saw today that they put in for Sar from Watford, who I think is a good player. Like, what are they going to do? Overload themselves with wide play? Like, where does I don't I don't really understand that business from them, but I understand no one, one of the two, but not both. 
Oh, man, that's the problem with United. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily a football problem, it's a business problem. They've got a yeah. guy running transfers and doing things that isn't a football man and doesn't, and time after time proves himself to not be an improving football man. Like, and they can have whoever they want at the wheel, to be honest with you. And if you're going to make bad purchases and make bad business decisions in this day and age, you're not winning games. Yeah. Lewis, that's what, and that's what kind of like Arteta has been even vocal about is like, I need backing for the p- positions I want. Like, it's not, you can't go out and buy me like a $70 million. I don't think like Thomas Partey is going to solve any problem at this no. point. Go get me my, go get me a defender. Go get me a specific midfielder that I want. And I think hopefully they will back him. Like, cause if, like you said, Ed, Ed Woodward could buy a really fancy, shiny object in the, in the, market but if it doesn't really fit in the team then it's not gonna really help you out so that kid from uh who's the kid that's coming uh, that's um lewis you you texted all of us or you maybe tweet tweeted us he's down the championship right now but he's been tearing it up oh uh or barahana barahama from brentford yeah he's good there's rumors that he'll be going in the premier league but if they make it themselves then maybe not well that's the thing like i mean he's the you know, he's the one they're, they're riding the Premier League on. I'm not sure mm-hmm. they can afford to... Oh, the goal... You see the goal they scored last week? Incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lads lads on a different level. Um, yeah. And it's going to be the thing where it's like, no matter if Brentford go, somebody else in the Premier League will be able to pay him more. <laughs> you know, and if you're going up in the, in the table from the Championship as a player, your your gamble is, can we stay more than one year or do you take the money and go somewhere you can stay mid-table make you know because the average drop when you get relegated to championship is 50% so I mean if he's like wages yeah so I mean if they sign him on even if Brentford give him 60k for example it should be you know kind of the average Premier League wage give him 60k if they go back down again he drops to 30 so if he goes yeah. to like West West Ham Wolves Burnley and gets to sixty k or sixty five k because they're established, that's guaranteed for three years. So I mean, I think there's still there's still some business side of things to to attend to, but he's definitely a player that I think belongs in the Premier League at some level. He could, I mean, he could also just show up for and play with Brentford for a year, tear it up, and then do what like a Grealish does, and then like put himself in the shop window even better or at least for his club even even more and actually come come at a high price there's also the, or but the, i guess yeah. the the risk he runs is if he fails yeah the risk the that. risk is the gamblers yeah. can he replicate the form he's at a championship level at premier league level um right. you know and everybody would tell you what sell sell high right take take yeah. take the money but yeah, yeah. buy low sell for high sure. so i mean he's in uh for himself he needs to do while his brand is high so who's so who's Liverpool been linked with? Anybody? I haven't seen anybody outside of Adama, but that was um, like that's pretty much left backs apparently. Um, yeah, Jamal Lewis from, from you... Norwich. Say who... a class match. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> unless, unless unless they want a parking lot attendant. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll sell them to you for that. <laughs> that's what you want. Um, yeah, supposedly Jamal Lewis. Um, I forgot the lad's full name, Lloyd something from Bournemouth, apparently. 
yeah, we're we're in kind of the money ball thing where we buy lads who are between the age of you know eighteen and twenty four on the whole. Um, so I think that's that's one option there. I think I've heard of a and I'm useless. I forgot his name, but a lad from French football, similar to what we said about. He scored a lot of goals there, but so would some other people that come to leagues to Liverpool. So we'll see. I I, I said. I think multiple times on this that I don't think we spend much money and I think next year will be it's going to be a struggle if you know certain areas are injured you know so I'd like to see us invest a little bit even if it is on what we talked about here like uh, some younger players that have some potential and have had plenty of experience um, you know just because everybody that we'll rely on is a year older you know Hendo's 31 Milner's 34 front three are all you know 28, 27 Milner's only 34 I believe so, 34, 35, yeah. God, I feel like you should be like um, 40 next year. But we're all getting you know, a year older. You know, like Gomez is in a good age, you know, whereas he's kind of, I think, got better football in front of him. But I think we need we need to invest. Um, I know it's a tough year to invest, but we need to invest. Um, and I'm hoping that it can uh, come, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But nothing's, nothing concrete. The Thiago stuff is still floating about which, you know, I'm not so sure with what he's done for us lately. Uh, that I'm hearing 34, 35 million, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's getting linked with every club, though. Like United. I've seen, and, I've yeah. seen, he got linked with us, too. Like, they're talking about, we give them Guendouzi plus cash. So, I don't know what's going to happen. But Guendouzi's not Arteta's I don't know. is he? That's, that's very plain. Nope. I don't think they get along very well at all. I mean, he's been acting like an absolute dick. So he's it's also three he deserves it's everything. three managers in a row because it wasn't that the rumor to why like PSG let him go. It's been nope. the issue with him no, from the time he was in youth youth teams. Yeah, at Lorient, he was at Lorient, yeah. and like he he had like a I think he was like sixteen and got into a fight with like senior players in the dressing room, like physical fight. So not the greatest for him, but. Morons. Anyway, we we bought we bought low, and we're like, hey, we'll we'll hope he turns into something, and if he doesn't, then I'll be honest. No during the uh, situation, during the um, your man, uh, pre Omar, not, not Umay, Umay is. Guendouzi gave us some good performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good player. He brought he was the one he was the one who brought him over. Yeah, I think since then, when it's been a bit more. Arteta's had a definite move in knocking you about your, you know, your Mourinho performances and being very Spursy. But you know, th- there's definitely been a, a heightened focus on the defensive side, especially in the centre midfield, from all players as opposed to having Zaka and whoever it may be do all the defending. And that doesn't seem to be sitting very nicely with Venduzzi, does it? It's like a it's a culture change. Accountability. So he basically yeah yeah he's basically said. Either you're on board, <clears throat> or you know, like get it. You're either you're either in the way. You're either can't remember what the Nats used to say, but basically it was like well, then or all out. You know, either part. Yeah, essentially. So either on board or get out of the way. So you know, we've given and it's not like Arteta's not giving people multiple chances. Like Ceballos came in after he was frozen out. Shaka's been come kind of came back in after he was frozen out. So like, if you train hard and show that you're actually willing to commit to the team, then yeah, like, he'll give you a chance. But um, with Guendouzi, he's clearly not shown that. 
Ozil's the same way as much as they keep talking about back problems. Um, so he's good at Fortnite. Arteta's though. clearly elite. Yeah, great, good for Did him. Did Arteta yeah, play he... with Ozil? Fortnite? Yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> over over quarantine they did but not now not these days from what i heard yeah um, they played they... uh Gwendouzi was that they had a little discussion um but basically arteta was looking for him to apologize and say hey i'm gonna do this this and this different and Gwendouzi just like double down and uh <clears throat> basically didn't apologize didn't show any signs of being positive and at that point, Arteta was just like, ah, I'm done with him. Yeah, I heard I heard Murdersacker was in that meeting too, and Murdersacker after it was like, just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. So I believe that. Murdersacker, yeah, I mean, for, for, all his, he, for all his pros and cons, I mean, the one thing that guy is is loyal and a pro. Yeah, oh, he's a very, he's like the pro's pro. Like, so yeah. he's kind of like a Milner. Like, if you, if, if, if Murdersacker's telling you who's, <clears> and that's why they have him managing the academy, it's like if, if he's telling you, get rid of somebody that's going to go a long way with Arteta in the first place. So, yeah. So anyway, it is what, I mean, you've got guys like David Louise. I mean, as much as he's a defensive liability, eight or, or two out of 10 games or whatever it is, but if they look up to Arteta and you've got like guys like that or Abba or Laka, and then you've got Quinduzi and he's being a dick. I mean, you're going to get rid of him at that point. Wow, Cash in sure. what you can use it to use it to buy somebody else. So anyway, what the, the the big relegation candidates? I guess we we've already talked about Cantwell, Puki, Ake. I think Tyrone Mings. Mings will probably go somewhere if they get. Yeah, I think if, if he would be somebody, I would definitely entertain for sure. Jack Grealish is still He's, up there for me. He drives me nuts as a opposing fan because he takes the ever so slightest physical contact and launches himself on the floor. But when he's got the ball, he is very very good. Um, that's and also, everything but, yeah. that we we miss. Yeah, it's also like you look at Jack Grealish, and that's something that you know people. Are, it's, it's it's an English football problem, if you ask me, because people have been knocking English football for years for having players that are going to be creative. And Foden's another one. Like Foden is one that likes to get on the ball and play and these sorts of things. But you know, if if Grealish was playing in Spain, and he did what he did today, where he's getting on the ball, he's causing contact, he's getting fouls, he's getting free kicks, it would be you know, a lauded characteristic, but they'd love it about him, you know, and it's like, we want these, we've talked about his English players getting technical and, you know, being more brave to get on the ball and not playing, you know, old school football and doing these things. But then, you know, this is the world of football we live in, you know, and I think going down easy is something that is, it's a tough thing in English football, but at the same time, like it's also, you're looking at a confidence of a young man to get on the ball and, and do those sorts of things. So I think it's, it comes with the territory, I guess, is the, is the point I'm trying to make. And it's, it is frustrating when someone goes down that easy, but it is world football. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. he's, you a, know, he's a classic player of like, love him on your team, hate him if he's on your team. 100%. Your he's also a player that, you know, whatever age he is, and Foden's probably better for that as a 17 or 18, however old he is nowadays. But, you know, those lads weren't getting the sort of minutes that these two boys have got in the Premier League, you know, six seven years ago it wasn't happening was it you know so I think that is a positive but I do agree with you I think there's an element of they've got to learn when the right time to do it is like because a lot of times watching today if he'd have just carried on going the next touch could have got him into a, a through ball <laughs> yeah you know? and I think that's the just the young the young lad in it but 
I think Grealish is going to be. I, I think, and I'll say this right now: the the more I watch, and this is a change of direction a little bit, but with Arsenal in mind, the Cantwell kid. The more I watch him, I don't think he's something you want to get involved in. He, I don't think his mentality no. has been there the last few games, and that's yeah. a concern. My main concern with my main concern with Grealish is he reminds me a lot of Jack Wilshire, and I have like very bad emotional scars. About, like, how, <laughs> how, just because, like. Just because, like, how good he yeah. was and then got injured. and But the thing is, like, you look at Grealish, he's definitely built a lot more solid than Wilshire was. He's but second to he's only, got, yeah. to only uh, Shakiri on the top yeah. game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think, Grealish, I think I mean, Grealish is close to what? He's close to six foot, isn't he? Is he? He's a decent size Whereas, you know. Yeah, but it's just like he – I just get worried because he did have that one big injury. So – but for some reason, they kind of had like the same kind of, I don't know, how gameplay and all that shit. And I feel like if he came to Arsenal, they would just let they would just let them kick the shit out of him. But I, if he came, I would be totally happy with that. He's a good I'll, player for sure. I'll say this. I think Jack will. But he's 5'9". He's not even close to six foot. Is he only 5'9"? Well, <laughs> he does nine. seem bigger okay. though. Yeah. Maybe because he's five just nine. naturally built bigger. Yeah, he's just, he's just like really soft. Lower half. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because of how low he wears his socks, makes those legs look <laughs> a little longer. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this: like, I think you know, Jack, Jack Wilshere back in when he was in his prime is a better football than Jack Grealish. Agreed. Oh, for it's sure, it's not even close. Jack Wilshere was a generational player who just couldn't get out of the way quick enough to save his ankles, and yeah. would just aimlessly drive into challenges, even though he knew he was injury prone. Yeah, but I think some of that's just passion in it. Like he's, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's a shame what happened. I think you'd be talking about him in the breadths of like in the same way you talk about a lot of your you know big time big time players at Arsenal. Had he had a bit more uh, ability to hold back some of those decisions, I guess. But still, I think I think I think really should fit what you want to do more so than than Cantwell. Because he's got, I think he has got more yeah, durability. I think I think Grealish is one that fits in with you, but it does United. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't think Cantwell is going to go anywhere but like a mid. I could see him like at Everton or something like that. Or, I don't know. We'll see what Everton. It'll be interesting to see Everton next year because like they're going to have a full year under Ancelotti, which would be cool. I mean, they've got expensive players. They've got some good players in there, so we'll see. But let's get into uh, the question fortune of this. Um, Who's going to start? I've got one question from the users or the listeners. Users. <laughs> you want to go? Users from, from our user base. Here's a question, and I'll, I'll position it around the whole uh, squad here. Start with Garbs. Who is the biggest player that's had decline this year in the Premier League in terms of, like, stock or just, like, overall? Uh, if I'm being honest, I'm going to pick oh. somebody from my own team. Okay. I would say Bernardo Silva going from supposedly interesting. I mean, could have had a shout for Player of the Year last year to kind of seeing his role diminished. I I think that was partly due to Sterling being pretty much the first name on the team sheet and Mares playing better. But he had like goal and assist contribution this year is way down and just his impact on the game I thought was not what it was last year and obviously that's biased because I watch my team every week um, but I'll, I'll give you that one 
do you do you do you think it's become more prominent after the restart or before? Because I feel like before the restart, I never really noticed it. Um, I honestly think he's played better after. There was okay. something missing. Like he was that guy last year for us that he was, he was kind of the everything man. He's what five foot seven, five foot eight, running around trying to take balls out of the air from Van Dyke. Like his Liverpool performance alone last year was. I was gonna. Absurd. That was the one. That, like I was gonna say. And but yeah. he had that kind of to him the whole year, um, and it was go go go. And it's not. I don't think it's a lack of effort, but he just doesn't look like he's had the same juice. I wonder if that whole stuff with the FA over the racist stuff had anything to do with that because he kind of went through a tough time with that where he was making a joke with Mendy who's like his best friend and kind of got hammered by the media got suspended for a couple games um and I wonder if that had anything to do with it could have because he seems like a really intelligent smart nice guy so I would imagine stuff like that might hit those type of guys more than it would kind of like a blockhead you know yeah for sure all right, Lewis, who you got? Biggest decline in value, we're talking? Value, like overall stock or like disappointment, I guess. You know, kind of just like basically um, as a shit. player, you've been like people thought. Yeah, basically, he, he was gone from like something you thought was good to shit. I think it's a draw. I didn't think either of them were especially great, but uh, Kepa and De Gea, I mean, I think they've just been shite, uh, to be honest. And yeah. De Gea's declined, sorry, last season, but it's gone down into the toilet at this point. He was legitimately the best yeah, keeper in the world for like, like no, no questions asked. And then 2018 world cup happened and it's been shit since then. Yep. What do you guys right, think Ted, of Kepa? Are Chelsea going to move on from him? Yeah, I think they have to. Yeah. I mean, but how can you get rid of his wages and what they mm-hmm. paid for him? That's... They're going to take a loss on him. They're going to have sure. to take a yeah. big loss. I don't know who they'd sell him back to, though. Spain. Somewhere in Spain. Bilbao. Yeah. Bilbao ain't ain't paying for him. No, they're they're still laughing about them coming in and (laughs) spending that much money on him. I mean, that's just doesn't affect the Bilbao uh, business model. I got somebody you could fleece right now. His name is Unai Emery, and he's at Villarreal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe um, United will think that that's the next move after David De Gea. <laughs> yeah. And then him, just ship out him. Dean Henderson again. <laughs> but keep, Unai will show him loads, think, of, loads of video of uh, when he was a good player and make him watch it. Come, 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 come. I mean, PSG um, might might be a decent shout. Their goalkeeper is Keila Navas. Oh, that's who they've got, Navas. Yeah. Okay. He de- so they signed the great. old Real Madrid backup. And yeah. he doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't matter. Right. I mean. Yeah. Aurelio Gomez could play in goal for PSG. Hey, don't don't trash Aurelio Gomez. What uh? So Kepa, De Gea. De Gea has been pretty. I think he was going to be mine. I mean, he's been pretty freaking terrible. Like, the decline in him has been pretty amazing, to be honest with you. But, anyway, Ted, who you got? The decline in a player? Oh dear, I think, you know, coming from year one, I don't know, I think Jorginho's gone downhill too for Chelsea. Like, yeah, I must admit, like, and I'll talk more in perception as opposed to my perception. I think people raved about him because there were all these touches in the, they're talking about how many passes he completed. But, like, didn't, he didn't win the tackles that Kante does. He doesn't affect the game when he attack in third. You know, I think, you know, you've, 
got a combination now where they've you know used Kovacic a bit more and you know, Mount and all these, all these guys in different positions that have kind of eclipsed his his role. If you're going to keep Kante, um, yeah, he'd be the one for me. And I, I think he's. Do you good think player. he reunites? You think he reunites with Sorry? Yeah, if Sorry sees yeah. it to be made this year, I think he does. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's, that's good, what I would say. I think it's a great fit. It needs to be somewhere where he's system based, like. He needs Conte's role in a slower-paced game. I, I think that Pep would s- still take him, still rates him. I know we really wanted him. We were bummed when we lost out on that one. Well, I mean, Liverpool were rumoured as well, and now you watch him play, and I don't, I don't see it. Like in terms, he's going to keep up with your midfield. Yeah, I don't see him snapping in the tackles and doing things you're supposed to do, and like constantly pressing. I think he's a very good like footballer. I think I'm be wrong. Great on the ball, simple passing, like. Never gives the ball away. All those things are without complaint. But like, I think he needs to be the guy. Like, you can't like at Chelsea. You can't play him and Kante together. I don't think because they do, they want to do no. the same. They want to do the same job, and it it doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. It's like you play Milner and Henderson next to each other. Like, okay, class. Like they're doing the same thing. You know what I mean? It's someone a little bit different. <laughs> um, that's 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 really the one for me. I can't think of anybody else that really. You know, I just think he's not a. Pro- I just don't think he's like. I don't think he's like a Premier League player. To be honest with you, he's just one of those guys who just doesn't fit well with the Premier League. I mean, he was he was good for them last year. Yeah, I but thought so. Mainly because Sorry built the whole team around him. Essentially, like yeah. Conte was playing as like a ten or like whatever an eight playing on the like right he wasn't side. Playing as like, yeah, he wasn't even playing like. Sorry took like his best defensive midfielder and shifted him out wide so they could play Jorginho. Which I mean, to be fair, is like, yeah, they 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 won the Europa League and they had the Champions League, but like he's, and he's followed Sorry around his whole career, so it's kind of like one of those things, anyway. Yeah. So if Sorry stays at Hubie, I, I could definitely see that, but I just think, yeah, like if you put him in Liverpool or City, maybe City because he kind of, but you have Rodri now, and I, I don't know. I rate he's Rodri. Been he's good. been good. Right. So he kind of does that same role, but anyway, mine is um Deli Alley. <laughs> good old, good old Deli Alley. Shock, just completely. Uh, I don't know. He's pretty much, I, I could easily have said Ozil or whatever, but Deli Alley's completely fallen off the map in terms. I mean, he's had injuries too, but I feel like he's kind of starting to get a little bit exposed here into what. Yep. Like you know, everyone kind he'll of. He'll be the next Lingard. He'll seeing. be twenty six. He'll be 26 and still talking about him as a when, young player. Yeah, winning PFA Young Player of the Year. I don't mean like he doesn't. I don't like. It's actually probably good that there's there's no Euro. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Shit, now I'm just blanking on what's the international term that's supposed to be the summer. Euros. Um, yeah, there's no. He Euros might not have made the squad. He, I don't think he. I don't think he makes his team, honestly. And this at that stage, so I don't know. Interested. He's one of them. So. Ozil's been in debt decline since ever since he got a big contract, so he's another one. But yeah, Deli Alley for me. Anyway, uh, any other questions that you guys have got? I got one for you. If you had a free kick just outside of the eighteen right now, what player in the Premier League would you take and have him take it? Where's it at? Like on the like dead. Let's center? say so. Let yeah. Let's say central. Okay. Sisson, you can go first. I mean, honestly, like probably Trent. 
at this point. It's either De Bruyne or Trent, but I'll go with Trent in this situation. We have no Dimitri Payets at this moment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ted, who are you taking? Oof. I mean, to be honest, there haven't been some... Uh, I think Trent and uh, De Bruyne have probably had the two most iconic ones. Um, you know... Over the course of time, I think Trent's got a couple. De Bruyne's got a couple. Uh, I'd go with. I think I'd go with Trent just because I think he's got a bit more of the. Uh, the power component, you know, he can he can whip it with a bit of pace as well, which I think is in, in, impressive. But I wouldn't be upset. If De Bruyne is not bad at that. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset with either, to be honest. But I think it's, it's yep. one of those two. I don't see anybody else in the yep. Premier League you want on a free kick. Yeah, I would what go with those two. I'd probably lean to De Bruyne. Um, I, the guy who I is kind of a selfish pick. But the the guy who I think would probably be third for me, and he's not done it in the Premier League, but Class did it in two games in a Europa League. Is uh, Nicola Pepe? I mean, he on his day when he hits it, I mean, he can really, really hit a free kick. But for some reason. We have David Luiz and uh, Lacazette take cars and blast them into the upper <laughs> row. So, don't quite understand. Garbs, before, Garbs, before you go, I'll do a, a low-key dark horse with uh, James Ward-Prowse. You can definitely yes. put one in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On, on his day, yeah. on his day. Lewis, any, any, yeah. any questions from, uh, from from your group, your crew? Well, wait. Who's who's Garbs going with on his free oh, kick? Like, I, I would. Yeah, no, I mean, question. Pro- no. But, <laughs> I mean, I think you can add William to it too. He can take a free yeah, kick. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Well, wait. We've skipped over the best free kick taker since Ronaldo. David Luiz. He side puts that thing hard, and it goes <laughs> somewhere else. But he hits In, it hard into the wall. Yeah. I mean, he scored some of the best he, ones I've ever seen. To be fair. He has, but it's been a while. Yeah, he was iconic back in the day, but he hasn't hit one anywhere near the goal. He hit one in the World Cup that was outrageous. Oh, against Colombia. That was ridiculous. Yep. That's one of my favorite World Cups of all time. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) All right, Louis, do you have any questions from the boys? Are we good? I don't. They're both Spurs fans, uh, so I've been ignoring them lately. Um, (laughs) Too much positivity from them. Don't like it. So, nothing from them today. All right. Well, let's call it a day there. And uh, we'll see everyone next week after the we got to do predictions. League. Oh, yeah, predictions. Sorry, my fault. Okay, we'll run through these real real quick. So, what's last the score week's up? results. What's the, what's the score update? Yeah. Last week's results, uh, Ted led the way with three. Garbs with two. Me with two. Adam with one. On the year... Not including week one, but on the year we are uh, yeah. Ted in first with 19, me in second with 11, Garbs and Adam tied in last, I repeat, last with seven <laughs> points. The Americans, we don't know what we're doing out here. Um, so this, this week I picked um, Arsenal Watford, which after today's results, Oof, predictions get it, interesting. What, is it guess? Well, hold on, hold on. I thought we predicted, didn't we, did we not predict also the semi? Or the semi-final. Ted wasn't yeah, that was involved, so I didn't record it. But I think I picked. I predicted it. Perfectly. I thought we did, thought so we did two-nil or the double. Yeah, I think I did it great. <laughs> okay, yes. <yeah, so laughs> Seventeen points for you on that one. Yep. 
So Arsenal Watford. Wait, you did you did have you that did. perfect. Yeah, you, you you asked us to text all of us on that shit. Oh, that anyway, we'll we'll get through that. We'll get we'll get we'll we'll sort that out. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so Arsenal Watford, Arsenal at home. Adam, go on. Oh god. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go two nil Arsenal. Oof. Okay. Ted. Arsenal Watford. Oof. Yep. Um I would go with uh I'm gonna go with a desperation result from uh, the Hornets. One nil. Okay. Gobs. I'm gonna go desperation fall short two two. Okay. I'm going two Dude, a draw might get him. Yeah. Might I'm going uh two one Orba because he scores for his, for himself. Um <laughs> Chelsea Wolves, Chelsea at home. Ooh. Wolves one or Wolves two one. Wolves two one. Okay. Ted. Um Wolves two one. Creative. Yeah, like it. Well, Kepa will concede. So, yes, Ted's just playing. Ted's just playing defense to keep his uh, first place. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he is head parking the bus, hedging bets. I'm also watching Atlanta United uh, be absolutely dog turd. So, I'm caught in. Yeah, I've got that going on too. Brutal. Right, Gobs, Chelsea Wolves, three two Chelsea. I like it. Three two. Okay, wow. I went with a one all draw. Uh, Leicester hosting Man United. Keep in mind, Bruno Fernandes is man, great. Three, three million, three nil Man United. Wow, three so, nil. Dude, Leicester sucks. Bruno Leicester are terrible. Goals. Brennan needs to be fired into the. <laughs> but Leicester are playing so playing for their season though. They've been they haven't showed up for a single game That's except true. against Everton. That's also very so. true. All right, Ted. What you got? Leicester United. I'm going to go Leicester 2 1. All right. Gobs. Hmm. Am I okay to predict uh, De Gea Howlers as well? Can I do that? Over under? I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's guaranteed. Two. <laughs> That's. I'm, I'm going to make this pick with my heart, not my head. And I'm going to say. There's not going to be that many goals. <laughs> See, I think I'm, I'm staying with Ted. 2-1, 2-1, Lester. Okay. I'm going 2-1, even though it pains me, for Ollie at the wheel. Um, Palace hosting Spurs. Talk about a team that's been playing dog shit since the Palace, restart. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Spurs are of a collapse on the last day of the season, so I'm going to go... I'm going to go 1 0 Palace. I like it. Ted? I mean, Spurs are going to win 2 2 0. Okay. Gobs? Can I, can I add Benteke as my goal scorer? Sure. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 3 1 Spurs. Actually, no, I got to stick with my thing 1 0 Spurs. 
I'm That's going 2 0 Spurs. Kane with both of them, even though he's a twat. Uh, West Ham, Aston Villa. Oof, oof. The relegation war. Okay. Uh, West Ham, Aston Villa. I mean, Villa won nothing, I guess. Ted? Uh, Villa won't win. So, okay. West Ham. <laughs> West Ham will win, I believe. Two. No, I'm going to go even push the boat even further. West Ham will win 3 1. Oh, Mikel Antonio goes. I like it. I'm uh, here for it. No, two for him and then one for the other lad if he scores their goals. Old Suchak, of his name is. Cobbs, what you got on that one? That's a tough one. West Ham are playing for nothing, which means <laughs> West Ham win 2 1. Yeah, that was my thing as well. I think that uh, Villa, after today, all excited and thinking they're staying up, and then they're just gonna go and shit the bed. So I went two nil West Ham. Mikel Antonio probably with both of them. So all right, one last one last prediction, real quick. Golden Boot Vardy at twenty three, Ings at twenty one, Alba at twenty. Vardy finishes Golden Boot. Yeah, Vardy. I'm gonna take Alba hat trick against Watford. Does Vardy, Vardy scores score neg- negative goals? Then? No. Well, no, because he gets more assists. Alba has more assists. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Vardy's not... Leicester's not scoring. Let's be serious. So, anyway. Not when Salah scores six against Chelsea tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. You do, he does have two more games to score goals. De Bruyne so needs nice. one more assist to tie Henri. We have Norwich... Oh, do you really? Uh-huh. Yeah, that could be twelve. He definitely, he's, de- he's he's definitely getting that. <laughs> you could play the youth team and score twelve. I feel like he should have had a, at least eight assists in the last three games and walked away with two. Guys, just I mean, not finishing chances. I mean, Cantwell's going to be doing like Jaeger bombs at the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> They're not bothered in the For slightest. Sure. They're on the beach in multiple ways. Chilling, yeah. I'm just ha- I'm just happy Harry Kane's at 17 still. Can't even get close to it. So yep. anyway, but okay, he'll claim any goal that scored in the Premier League tomorrow. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, okay, boys, that was a good one. We'll talk later. Everyone have a great night, and we'll talk to the rest of the listeners next week. Okay, in a bit. See you, boys. See you, boys.